two, three. I wear a mask to school. I wear a mask to school. Hi ho the Dario. I wear a mask to school. It helps to keep me safe. It helps to keep me safe. Hi ho the Dario. It helps to keep me safe. It keeps my friends safe. It keeps my friends safe. Hi ho the Dario. It keeps my friends safe. And let me see a hooray. Put your hands up in the air. Hello and good evening. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob and this week by the Duke of Slice. We're the folks who help you find the method of the madness, reason and the unreasonable, make sense out of nonsense because this is okay. Hear me out. How y'all doing this evening? I'm great. How are you guys? What a song. Energize. <laughs> that, that song was the, uh, the, the, the worst child abuse I've heard all day. <laughs> Night's still what young. A- <laughs> what a lead in. <laughs> you know what was great about that, though? That I actually did like about that song? By that fucking psychopath? Uh, even at four years old, those preschoolers were like looking around at each other like, this is fucking bullshit, right? Like, this, is, Dude. this fucking sucks. I mean, have you ever seen a kid like actually sing along and stuff or like, you know, a four year old in yes. choir actually sing? Yes. Yes. All the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, did you My notice nieces the, the run kid? around like, Coco Melon! Ah! Like, and fucking sing all the songs with the most enthusiasm you've ever seen. No, but like in school, I mean. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Did fine. you notice the kid in the bottom left? Like, he, he looked like he was on the edge of killing himself after like, a divorce or something like the look in his eyes. He was like, oh, no, get me Bob, out of Bob, here. Our depression cures are later this episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Bob. Um, <laughs> so guys, why have you dragged me back onto the podcast so quickly after our very reasonable parasite episode? What could you possibly want me to talk? Voicemail. Oh, okay. There's, there, there, there's some very heated response to uh, your your comments, your allegations about parasites. Well, let her rip. But what's that number that I would use to call if I wanted to combat this voicemail? Oh, he's so good. Oh my god, <laughs> this is great. It it is one eight three three six 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 nine eleven. That's one eight three three six 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 zero nine one one. And you can also find us at. OKHMO okay, at pyroradio.social. Come federate with us. Well, I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hear it every... <laughs> it has such an extensive user base. I have no idea why we wouldn't promote it. Well, I mean, now, now that we can't trust Facebook to be a reliable service, uh, you can't interact with OKHOMO okay, there anymore. So uh, we, we, we're going all in on the Fediverse. Wait, we had an OKHOMO okay, Facebook? Is that... Not that I'm aware of. Oh, okay. <laughs> As Josh is the director of social media for the show, so. Didn't you guys get a YouTube video, like, removed? Immediately. Yeah. We yeah. had, like, yeah. three views. I don't even know how they found it that quick. Three total views. What Maybe not put Holocaust talk- in the title. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, like, I had the, the episode title, like, Ha Ha Holocaust. I, I just copied oh, it. Oh, so. Josh. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> 
Yes, it's, it's my fault. Oh, yeah. That was definitely just an AI that immediately was like, nope. Even nope. I'm afraid of my Jewish overlords. <laughs> <laughs> no positive emotions can be surrounding the word Holocaust at any given time. Like, fun, exciting. It's like, oh, delete. <laughs> wow, again, Kevin, that bit's later this episode. But, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, yeah, we even though we played it last week, we're only recording like a couple of days after that after that recording. So we got to play this for uh, the Duke. All right. So that uh, here we go. You can respond. Well, I guess I know where all the Duke of Worms worms are. Just balls. What the hell, man? What happened to like Azazel and Mountain of Ice and and like biblical shit? And also like all oh, these. These crazy schizophrenics think that there might be some biblical ties to how all the all the religions have you not eating pig and all while all this weird stuff where oh man that kind of serpents are kind of wormy dude I had worms pop out of my grass and they slithered across the grass like snakes and freaked me out I think the worms are onto me man they're totally fucking demons get with it <laughs> would you like to respond Duke of Slice. Well, Bobby, you're putting me in a very uncomfortable position because if I agree with that, that would make me very anti-Semitic. Uh, as you heard on the last episode, <laughs> it was a very dark road I would go down, and I don't know if I'm ready for that. So, when you simmer down, I got some Satan stuff for you this week. We can unpack that. Speaking of Satan stuff... Well, before that, yeah. hold on. I I oh. want I want to say uh, you're anti-Semitism. I, I do want to say, Duke. I did defend you because you were literally you were literally playing us a clip of a guy who cured his gay with worms, and that wasn't conspiratorial <laughs> enough for Bobby. <laughs> well, what was, to be fair, we need to know what the transitory stage of the parasite was to cause people to be gay. Like before that, did it cause people to be bi? Like What's the exact line of evolution of worms that brought it to this stage? Not only that, you don't really have to come up with a coherent argument for somebody accusing you of anything when they end the the voicemail with being gang stalked by worms. <laughs> so, <laughs> demon worms, demon. You don't worms. have Thank to respond much. at the end of that ever. Yeah, you know he's talking shit now, but he was hitting me up, being like, "Hey, what's that retribute for the worms? How do I get it out of my body?" So. <laughs> <laughs> oh perfect sounds like the duke wins this round what can i say uh but for real why'd you bring me on here what do you well what do you for talk about? episode 69 we assumed we'd go with the sexiest conspiracy of all of them uh oh, jesus <laughs> no you <laughs> didn't have to lead it that way <laughs> i didn't have to wanted but to i wanted to <laughs> uh. The worst part is the people you're talking about would probably agree with you. Oh, yeah. No, I figured I had to get that one chuckle out now before it gets real dark. Okay. It gets fucked up. Well, Josh, Bob, what do you guys think Pizzagate is? Like, Josh, first, what do you think it is? Uh, I, I'm not familiar with a lot of the details, so my general understanding is that it's a a combination of some of the the child abuse, child uh, sexual assault, uh, child trafficking that you might see in uh, just, you know, Hollywood and 
uh, politicians and whatnot. Okay. And that, and then of course, combined with some Epstein stuff. That's uh, kind of the extent of my so impression. So you think it's kind of like a broad, like just, oh, this is like a pedophilia scam going on, but like not a whole lot of like details were in it. Like, is that what you think? Yeah, yeah. Like there was uh, an email leak or something, and it's it's the stuff that's always been going on, but there we just you know have a specific. Uh, handful of instances of it or something or it being organized something like that bob do you have any other ideas on it what pizzagate is like we're i'm pretty much in the same boat as josh there because i only caught uh what was it like the almost like the normal or mainstream headlines about it and only caught like some conspiracy stuff on like twitter sorry um aaron what about you did you like, how did you hear about Pizzagate? Um, I didn't know how it started exactly, but it was just I saw all the posts about uh, the pizza shop in uh, D.C. D.C.? Comet Com- pizza? Ping Pong. Yeah, or whatever. I don't even know what the name of that store is. I, I, I've always just called it Comet Ping Pong. But yeah. What is, no, that, that is what it's called. Yeah, that Comet is the Ping official. Pong. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and then I saw and I didn't know how anybody was involved but it basically just spiraled into like a whole bunch of pedo stuff. So I got like pieces but I don't know how everybody's connected. So like I've saw like a bunch of stuff on the Podesta art which is insane. And I saw um yeah, really just mostly about Podesta and different ties to uh Hillary Clinton. Okay. Um so the reason I know anything about it at all is because uh, way back when, in 2016, I remember it was like January. I was just starting to get an interest in politics and like for this election, because it was kind of a big deal. Like there was no clear cut choice one way or the other, Republican or Democrat. And so I started following two different subreddits. It was the Donald and Sanders for president. But it was kind of like lame. Like, there wasn't really anything interesting going on there. So, of course, I switched to the great black hole of truth, which is 4chan. And I went over to the politically incorrect board. And that was a fun time for a while. Just, like, memes and shit and whatnot. It's just a fun place. And then the WikiLeaks emails started coming out. Um, and they started to catch wind of some strange stuff within these emails. It started, like, collaborating and coming up with a list of all the weird occurrences and it is just so were, what's that were these mostly john podesta john podesta and hillary clinton emails or like who who was all involved correct uh who were, who were the parties it was john podesta's emails that were getting linked uh the podesta emails okay. uh you can actually still go on the WikiLeaks uh website for the podesta emails and it allows you to search their whole database like by terms which i actually had to go through a couple of these for this um the first thing that caught people's attention was marina abramich and she was this weird weirdo modern artist where she does like a lot of like satanist stuff and like spirit cooking uh which is just basically like putting people in pretend baths of blood and whatnot and like dipping food off them and they're totally naked when they're in here Whenever you ask them about it, they're like, oh, it's just like a fun little thing we do. There's like nothing serious about it. But it's the same know. as uh, it's the same as when they talk about Bohemian Grove. They're like, this is just a LARP, but it's like 
fucking insane. Like, it's more insane than what they do at Bohemian Grove, and in Bohemian Grove's weird enough. Yeah, like, some of the art that she was doing, um, like, let's see. So she's writing this in the wall saying, like, mix fresh breast milk with fresh sperm milk. Drink on earthquake nights. Another one, spirit cooking. With a sharp knife, cut deeply into the middle finger of the left hand. Eat the pain. And then she's got another photo of like a little girl in like dirt holding shoes. And so people were like, what? What what? is this? Oh, here's an example for you guys. If you haven't seen this, there's spirit cooking. There's a picture that exemplifies some of it. So I just posted that in the show clips. This is kind of what this satanic bitch is all about. Yeah, so what we're looking at right now is a photo of Marina Abramich sitting on a pile of what looks to be cut-up babies. Is that what it is? Uh, I, I thought they were chickens at first. It? Yeah, at first it looked like chickens, then I saw their like, larger sections, so maybe like... It's supposed to be like limbs and stuff. There's like... Flesh. Yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, but like... You know. It's kind of hard to see because the photo's so small, but yeah, it does look like limbs. So... This was one of the first weird things that they saw was Marina Abramich. And they could kind of hand wave this, though. Like a lot of people were going, well, it's weird that they're involved in this. But what really is there to it? Like, she's just kind of a fucking weirdo. There's not a whole lot of substance here. And then people started reading other emails and they noticed recurring phrases were coming up. Uh, like pizza and hot dogs. And all sorts of stuff like that. Here, let's look at this one. Um, We've got an email uh, sent from Susanner to John Podesta going, Hey, the realtor found a handkerchief. I think it has a map that seems pizza related. Is it yours? And people are like, well, I don't know what that means. Wait, hold on. A handkerchief has a map that's pizza related? Okay. Like obviously coded language, obviously coded language. This this feels like a a, a Chuck E. Cheese sort of thing where it's a placemat and they have a a maze there and you got to go to the X to get the special edition pizza. Uh, It feels like that, but a you know a handkerchief. Yeah, and that's that's the kind of thing that you make sure that the chairman of the Hillary Rodham Clinton Foundation or whatever uh, you got to make sure that he has his map at Chuck E. Cheese that he was uh, wait, wait, drawing. You on. think they're going to bring? You think he's going to go to a restaurant where he can't bring his kids and where they can't draw on the placemat? I Come do. On, I man. think that Be he's going to get this. emails trying to make sure it gets returned to him. <laughs> no, obviously coded language. <laughs> who would go out trying to find someone who's like so? You, someone dropped their handkerchief. I have to get it back to him. Like <laughs> it has a map to the Chuck E. Cheese maze. I have to. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't possibly run run these foundation these fucking obvious money laundering foundations uh, without it. That'd be impossible. That would be unheard of. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I posted another uh, Maria Abramovich uh, picture for you guys too. That if the first spirit cooking, that's fucking crazy. But like, uh, we'll obviously we'll post these all in the show notes. But um, like, I would suggest taking a look or not because it's horrifying. 
Yeah, and so <laughs> there's all sorts of weird like food code in the emails. They talk about spending $65,000 of taxpayer money for Obama to have hot dogs shipped to him. And people are like, what the fuck does that even mean? How do you spend $65,000 on hot dogs? Well, for overnight shipping on July 3rd. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Got a killer deal, deal on the bulk. Yeah, and there's just all sorts of weird stuff like that. Here's another one. Um, they're talking about, this is an email from Tamara Lozado, who is the senior vice president at the Pew Charitable Trust. She served as uh, Hillary Clinton's chief of staff for about eight years. She's sending an email talking about how, uh, with enormous gratitude to advance man extraordinaire Haber, I am popping up again to share our excitement about the reprise of our gang's visit to the farm in uh, Lovettsville. And I thought I'd share a couple more notes. We plan to heat the pool, so a swim is a possibility. Bonnie will be Uber service to transport Ruby, Emerson, and Mave Lozado, 11, 9, and almost 7. So you'll have some further entertainment. So they're talking about getting kids in a swimming pool with people. And they consider that entertainment. Yeah. Not as a chore to watch them as they swim, because you can't leave children <laughs> unattended by a pool. That's how every adult should should view this. <laughs> yeah, and every non, I'm sorry, stuff. every non-pedophile adult, that's how they should view it as. Um, I think I sent it to you, Aaron. Um, I'm trying to find it where they're talking about how there's a hot tub with kids that will be there as well. Oh, yeah. It's, I got that one right here. This was uh, from Tamara Lozado, who sent this to, I believe, Podesta. And she's the senior vice president of Pew Charitable Trusts. Uh, and then Lozado also <laughs> served as then-Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton's chief of staff from 20, 2001 to 2009. And prior to his service with Senator Clinton, Lozado was on the staff of West Virginia Senator john d rockefeller the fourth for nearly 15 years huh so what she says is uh with enormous gratitude to advance <laughs> aaron and- aaron i can't take it anymore <laughs> i just i just read all of that <laughs> oh you said the hot tub thing uh, no no i read all of pool. that that was about uh. the swing pool I thought you were doing a bit, and at a certain point, I was like, "No, he's just reading exactly what I read." <laughs> oh God damn it! My bad. I was, you know what I was? I was trying to set up for something else, and then you asked me about that, and I snapped out of it. So no, reading. no, you're good. Bob and I, I think, had the same realization at the same time. Of like, I think he's just reading exactly what I read. Do you wrote about the seven, nine, and eleven year old. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so okay. what were you doing? Aaron just pulled Bob. <laughs> well, I was, yeah, I know I did. I just completely blanked out of everything that was being said. So I, could, I was reading this thing, put, I was reading the stuff about the dominoes and the, uh, the rules talking about playing dominoes and cheese and pasta. And that, that was, those obviously mean something else. And then how, you know, and putting those all together. So my bad, I don't have the hot tub one. You're totally good. Um, you can go ahead and switch over to that, like the cheese and pasta and whatnot. So there's obviously like code words in here. Um, yeah. Have you heard of the handkerchief code? No. So the handkerchief code um, 
depending on the color of the handkerchief, it de- it uh, will show you what kind of kink you're into. So there's black for S&M, blue for anal sex, light blue for oral sex, brown for, you know, poop, green for hustler, prostitution, gray for bondage, orange for anything goes, and white is virginity slash pedophile. So Wait, is this is this like the the fur fest thing where they'll have like a little colored badge and I'll be like yes it's okay to come up and talk to me or yes it's okay to come up and flirt with me or or no is is it like that that's I don't know anything about furries to be honest I'm not gonna say that it is like that because it would imply that I have an understanding of what you're talking about so <laughs> it's not just a furry thing it's like a, one of those anxiety things too where it's like uh, I have this little red badge on me where. It's the, the equivalent of a, a Fogo de Chao, feed me more meat, don't, except it's okay, talk to me, or okay, it's not okay to talk to me in this public setting. Yeah, it's like an anxiety handkerchief, except for rape. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Okay, Just okay, like that. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> anxiety. Yeah, so that's what the handkerchief uh, code is on about. Depending on the color of the handkerchief that will like signal to people what your kink is. Um, and so this kind of sent people down a different spiral of like, okay, so there's like different codes and like terminology that they use for pedophilia. And so it led to people finding the symbols and logos used by pedophiles to identify sexual preferences. Um, and there's one called Boy Lover or BL where it's a triangle and it's like a spiral. So it starts out from the bottom left corner going to the right and then it goes upwards but then before it connects to the other side it stops and then does like a spiral inward so it's a triangle spiral and that one indicates a boy lover there's another one where it's like two hearts with a one on the outside and one in the middle which is girl lover like little girls um there's I have a- it up so you guys can follow along by the way mm-hmm uh, there's a butterfly one with like alternating colors that just means blanket child lover. And uh, there's one where it is C-L-O-M-A-L, Child Love Online Media Activism, where it's both of those logos put together, boy and little girl. So what do any of those logos have to do with the emails? Well, they kind of don't because those logos don't they're not relevant to there what it is relevant to is some interesting restaurants uh in washington dc uh owned by a guy named james alifantis and uh aaron do you want to talk about james alifantis oh he okay so james alifantis we have his uh we we have his instagram he's the owner of comet ping pong and his Instagram, people started going through it because Comet Ping Pong had a bunch of the symbology that they just started finding out about with pedophilia. So they start going through his Instagram, and his Instagram is fucking crazy. We post, I posted that in show clips. We'll have that. Another thing you should look at, anybody listening. Um, we'll have it in the show notes. Yeah, well, what, what's, on, what's on his Instagram? What do these, these pictures look like? I'm pulling that up right now. Okay, scroll back up real quick. Okay. 
uh, the where it talks about Oliphantus is described as one of the most powerful people in Washington, D.C. Um, go down a little bit. There's a picture of him. That's his boyfriend. Yeah. Maybe. So wait, this guy owns a this guy owns a pizzeria. How is he? The, oh no, that is a, a powerful guy in DC. Yeah. Um. But his boyfriend is the founder of a liberal media watchdog group, a watchdog group called Media Matters for America. Um, and they described him as one of the most influential operatives in the Democratic Party. So like he's a big player. He's not just like some nobody. And what 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 influence does the, this organization actually have? Like who? Who are they affiliated with? What of, uh, officially like or Congress people or either way? Like I, I don't I don't know like it, some some uh, watchdog group. I don't know like what they're alleged even what influence they're alleged to even have. What they're even supposed to be doing? Okay, well, like you said, like Kevin said, uh, Time Magazine said he's one of the most influential operatives in the Democratic Party, and that's from Time Magazine. And then oh, t- oh okay, here's an invitation to a Clinton fundraising event. And it has John Podesta as the campaign chair uh, and special guest, pizza chef James Elefantis of Comet Ping Pong. And they're like throwing it. So like he's in with these people. Like he's in with these people. Yeah. If you want to read that email real quick. Also note that there's a a Hillary uh, campaign logo on there with uh, slices of pizza across the H. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are those three dots supposed to mean anything like the domino type uh, pepperoni on the pizza what's that sorry uh so so for the hillary where they have like the the pizza going across for the h the two slices have two and one pieces of pepperoni but it looks like a domino piece is that supposed to mean anything that could go back into the domino rules they were talking about in their emails and in this email exchange right here they're talking about um <clears throat> they're saying oh my graphics guy sent this do not forward and they're talking about the pizza logo. Are you going to be there this Sunday? So they do make note of the pizza logo that you're talking about, Josh. But okay, they're they're always kind of coy in these emails. Um, but yeah, Oliphantus is connected to some big people. And yeah, here are the photos. If you want to talk the about the photos this of one. his Instagram. Oh, oh, okay. So here uh, he says he po- yeah, this is something that James Oliphantus posted. Uh, and they have a just a young child, maybe three years old, taped with her arms taped to a thing like she's a prisoner. Uh, is that his daughter or something? Or like no, like, these are is? just random kids that he claims are customers' children that like are friends of his, you know, their children, uh, playing at his at his establishment. This is her playing. Uh, here's another one, just a yeah. girl standing there, and he just posts good, and then responses are, "Who is this cutie?" Uh, and it's just it's just creepy, and he constantly is putting these pictures. There's a close up of a baby's face, and he uh, hashtags it hotard, uh, and it's just a what <laughs> a, a like a newborn baby's face close up. And people are like, you are quickly becoming my a hoe and a retard. Okay. Or a hot retard, whichever way you want to go. Um, and then like people are responding, I want one. Um, it's gross. And then here's another one. Hashtag chicken lovers. Definition of chicken lover. An adult male homosexual uh a, a homosexual male sexually attracted to underage males. 
used somewhat derogatorily. <laughs> and it's a picture of a young baby being held by another guy, and he just posts it with the hashtag chicken lovers. There's why would he hashtag it that? You know what I mean? Like with this Instagram post. That is strange. What the hell? Yeah. It's a pizza restaurant, not a chicken restaurant. Exactly. And it's uh he's the thing is too, when this started popping off on 4chan, he started deleting all these like immediately. Like deleted all all of these Instagram. But this is just what people could save as he was deleting them, basically. Uh here's a creepy German baby, twelve hundred dollars. It's a picture of a doll. And he just says way overpriced. German That's baby for sale, twelve hundred dollars. Please do not touch. Yeah. Um. Oh, here's a, a nice one for a nice family restaurant owner to post. <laughs> uh, people sixty nining on a slice of pizza. Uh, uh, Caption to come visit me at Comet tonight. Yep. Uh, c- comment. I like this picture a lot. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. <laughs> Him posting. Uh beauty pageant girl i could care less about my beauty i just want pizza is the caption in the in the picture um here's quality advertisement uh, another baby that he has a picture with uh a bunch of euros and 15 mil i think is or what does that say can't quite read that what's that text that it says above the comments Oh, default 15 mile. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, it's just yeah. a baby with a bunch of euros. Um, here's Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Bob, wait, wait, Bob, what are you yeah. saying? What the fuck about the, him? The dog putting his tongue in a dog's mouth, making out with a dead dog. It's a stuffed dog. Wait, wait. Too. Oh, 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 Jesus. Oh, my God. Don't Google baby birding. I won't. Yeah, and this what appears to be a close-up of one of the Podesta artwork pieces, in my opinion. That's okay. What? It looks like a picture of like a seal or an otter's eye, like a close-up of an oh, eye. Oh, you'll see what like it is when we start looking through the Podesta art, which is horrifying. Um, Jimmy Comet, he posts a picture of a long like bomb shelter and just says, oh, that's a oh freezer. yeah, this looks fun. Oh, it's a freezer. Is that it? Is? It's a it's an empty freezer with like a single like light bulb in the center of it, and he posts, "Oh yeah, looks like fun." It's a fucking food storage device or a human trafficking container. Yeah, and here's the fucking weird part: uh, just rinse it off when you're done. That's what. <laughs> that's one of uh, the things. Well, everyone's common. He comments himself hashtag murder. Yeah, and like somebody comments hashtag kill room and what. <laughs> <laughs> Just a pile of money under a sheet. What does that wait, wait. fucking mean? What's the, the hashtag WWDJD? Who's the DJ? What would DJ do? Do we do we know who that is? That's a good fucking question. I don't know who DJ would be. Yeah. Oh, here's another one. I'd wise shut weird eyes wise shut picture uh picture where he just says at he tags at my barbarian, but look at this fucking weird it, it's a bunch of dudes. On their knees in dresses with weird white masks on. That's a mural at the family restaurant with a bunch of people holding uh, heads. Decapitated heads. 
Okay. And then the person that did this mural has this is some of their artwork. It's naked women who are on their period holding severed children heads. I think that's just their uh their hair color. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The, the ginge minge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Marina Abramich artwork we're looking at. Oh, God. Okay. This is. A, okay. You want to describe what that is, Aaron? Uh, well, there's first the first one. She's holding an underage boy and holding uh, holding him close to her. And he who's she has topless. a hand over his eyes. And who's He's topless. topless. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and this is her throwing pig's blood at a statue of a small child. Uh, okay, so so we we have the the Instagram with a bunch of uh, very you know, implicating, suspicious photos, d- disgusting, creepy photos for this guy who owns a pizzeria in DC. And then we also have this this spirit cooking lady. Uh, firstly, are they connected at all? Like, is there any connection between this this lady and uh, yes, the, the Al- Alphantis? We'll get into that. But real quick, before I forget, uh, Marina Abramich. Uh, and Jacob Rothschild have taken a photo together in front of the painting Satan Summoning His Legions. Just, you know, just for fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I'd call two legions, but uh, good good try. I mean, who doesn't take pictures in front of that uh, with their best friends? I mean, that just seems super normal. Doesn't also, it? didn't Bill Gates say that she was like his spiritual advisor at one point? Um, Oh, what? <laughs> Probably. Let's see. Also, they featured her in this. They were had this shitty Microsoft commercial about uh, like this hologram technology stuff. And the person they decided to feature in that commercial was Maria Abramovich. Is she known for anything uh, else other than like this, this weird spirit cooking occult stuff? No, she's like a weird satanic priestess, uh, modern art lady. That's it. I'm gonna post this in the in the show clips real quick, um, and it's a map of the area of the pizza places we just talked about, so you can kind of realize. Okay, so I'll post- so I can realize that they don't form a pentagram or a Masonic symbol. I am immediately immediately disappointed. Yeah, uh, what you will probably be disturbed by is. The closeness of all these places with all of these different logos on them. So there's comment. Wow, you could uh, you could walk outside and like go to the other one very quickly, very easily. It's in the same <laughs> plaza. It's in the same plaza. You got Comet Ping Pong, owned by Big Cheese LLC, owned by James Elefantis. Right next to it is Bucks, also owned by James Elefantis. After that is Besta, uh, which is wait, wait. the but Bucks fishing and camping. Why? Why does a guy own a why does Big Cheese LLC own both a fishing and camping store and a, a pizzeria? Is is that am I just like he's just quirky, being stupid, or he's okay. just quirky? You have to diversify your portfolio, Josh. Yeah, I, I own <laughs> I own Domino's and uh, Cabela's. Great, that's a, <laughs> a perfect combination. Best of Pizza has the pedophile symbol in its slice. It did yeah. for four days. Uh. Uh, okay, so I, I posted a screenshot real quick. It's an archive on November 6, 2016. It still had the Boy Lover logo on their website. 
Uh, and then as people started to dig, within four days, they changed their logo to remove it. It's now just a standard triangle. The little spiral thing is gone. So that's one of the pizza restaurants that's right next to Comet Ping Pong. You also have a bit further down, uh, Pros, owned by HRC Speechwriter. Don't know who that is, but famous readers at its author events have included Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, and former Senator Edward Brooke. Across the street, you have Beyond Borders, which is a charity focused on Haiti, and there's that's a whole different <laughs> rabbit hole there. <laughs> but um, wow. a next door to that is Terrasol, which uses the Girl Lover logo, the two hearts. So yes, yeah, it has the double heart next uh, where the with the hand in there. Oh yeah, and it has a double hand. Uh, it's fucking creepy, man. As a, a, like a child's hand inside of a, a an adult's hand. It's kind of what it looks like. Yep. Correct. With the the double heart, uh, girl lover, child love uh, logo as their logo. All within the same plaza and then or right across the street from that plaza. Wait, so what? So they're, uh, what does it say? Artesian something something. It's a bistro and artesian. The the pictures. uh, Gallery. Grainy. Artisan gallery. gallery. Oh, that's it's an artisan gallery. Oh, oh, that's it. Excuse me. Okay. So that'll probably like a, a busboys and poets or you know something like that. So yeah, a uh, little weird, right? Multiple. They, they own like a whole symbolism. They own like a whole city block, basically. All this shit. With, I'm sure it's a great neighborhood to go trick or treating in. I'll I'll say that much. <laughs> It all seems like a very harmless social club, almost. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's not like they affect the world. Nope, not one bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, bookstore and bistro. Perfect. Sorry, go on. Um. So okay, that's that's what people started noticing. Um, and then immediately the fucking news was like, this is a conspiracy theory and completely baseless. And it's like, you can just look at it and go, this isn't baseless. This is fucking creepy. Yeah. So was there any argument for the uh, it's baseless, it's fake news? Or was it just literally the statement, uh, we refute this, it's baseless, it is a conspiracy theory? I don't think there was actually any evidence that came out disproving any of like this, especially like the symbols and stuff like that. The symbol iconography came from direct directly from the FBI. They didn't. Yeah. They never disputed this on the news. And the here's an important detail: the mainstream didn't really pick up on Pizzagate until a good chunk of the way through November, uh, like early December. So the fact that Besta Pizza noticed this activity and removed the logo and changed it to something different means that someone was noticing something early on before well, you, the media. I mean, after, huh? after the election, think, think of all the uh, Trump ordered lynchings that they, they missed out on because they were had to prevent this fake news from being spread. Sure. Yeah. They, they had to make sure that their ring stayed intact or at the very least reorganized. And that's the thing is there's a lot of stuff out here that's just it's weird. 
It's very, very, very weird. And if you try to talk to somebody about Pizzagate who only knows what they've heard from the news, they'll be like, yeah, that's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo. Didn't a guy show up to the restaurant with a gun? Like, it's what is there really there to the story? They're, they're still harassing and protesting this restaurant. There's still people doing that. Good. Fuck I didn't them. know about that. Aaron, hold on. Go back to that other image you were just looking at. Is this hosted on Instagram from that same guy, Elefantes? That one? No, not this one. No. That that was actually from Comet Ping Pong posted this on Instagram. It is a picture. Oh, it says, yeah. Mm, pizza. And there's two guys. It, it, they essentially just photoshopped a slice of pizza over a cock and there's two guys sucking it. For gay porn. And they put yeah. pizza over penis. Scroll yeah. down. If that's not subtle enough for you, look at the bottom image. Further, further. Bob, can oh. you describe that last picture? Yeah, it is a cartoon of uh, a dick being masturbated and pizza coming out of the tip as if it's uh, ejaculating. Pizza. This is a family restaurant. Yeah. Of ping pong is a family-friendly place for all ages. <laughs> Oh, wait, they actually spelled it kind of funny here. You, you can't get this quality service at Chuck E. Cheese. Let's be real. Long Dong Pizza Shop. Oh, my God. What the hell? Yeah, look at how weird his Instagram is. There's that freezer again. It's it's fucking creepy. You're he has little, a oh. picture of Obama playing ping pong with a little boy. With, with a like a 10-year-old kid, yeah. And we know that this this Instagram account was uh, run by Elephantis or run by Comet Ping Pong Pizza. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of those were actually posted from the Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I mean, just that it's not like, uh, you know, at Comet Pong or whatever it is. And, like, it's just some random unrelated account and that it's mm -hmm. actually him. Uh, yeah, uh, it's actually I'm him. I'm wondering. And now Podesta, who has was the chairman of the foundation that this guy's been at. Like, so that that's when they started looking at Podesta and like, here's some artwork that Podesta has in his, in his office. This is about 12 little girls in their underwear, all with their hands behind their back, sitting on chairs. Here's like an eight year old boy tied up to a bathroom wall in his underwear. Looks Who like he's like is, starved to death. Yeah. Uh, here's a similar image with like horrifying ghoulish looking like 12 year old girls strapped up to a wall from their and, armpits like, weird in their underwear armpits, like, weird diaper yeah with like weird uh, Mormon underwear there's like a dead 12 year old girl in a pond uh, girls with their arms behind their backs again like it's almost like their hands are handcuffed but they just didn't draw the handcuffs like that's what it looks like. It looks like your hands are handcuffed behind your back. The pose. Do, do we know who who made these uh these pieces of art? I don't know actually. It's all from the same artist. There's also it important like it. to point yeah. out that um at the Podesta's house there is a statue that is modeled after. Okay, so Jeffrey Dahmer, infamous serial killer loved to take Polaroids of his victims in strange poses after he killed them. Uh, one of them is a body completely stretched all the way back. So imagine right you're here. Yep. At the bottom, right? Yes. 
so it's like a guy on his knees and then like from the knees up his body starts bending and then curling all the way back um there's a statue based off of those kill poses from jeffrey dahmer's polaroid collection in the podesta's house and they actually talk about it um in this instagram post james olifantos posts a picture of it and some guy goes oh that's the podesta's house and then olifantos says yeah podesta's come see it art envy is right on so he's a little envious of that artwork Oh, wow. So that is, uh, I've never seen that, that image before. And that's horrifying that Jeffrey Dahmer decapitated picture, real one. And then this is the Podesta statue. That's a recreation of that. Oh, geez. So I think we need to do this in a couple parts. This is kind of a crash course introduction to just how weird Pizzagate is. Uh, next time we can talk about the Podesta art and the Lolita Express and how the media responded to it, how what I think a probable, um, I don't know if I want to call it a false flag where the guy shows up with a gun, but there's some interesting stuff there, how it gets brushed under the table and how somewhere out of nowhere, this is currently developing. So like Aaron messaged me a couple days ago saying we got to talk about this on the show and after he messaged me that like someone out of nowhere presumably found a lead in pizzagate like who was moving like today october Uh, 5th 2021 today way before this episode actually comes out so when this shit blows up that's what we're talking about yeah i and it wasn't just that like i had to stop looking into this because it was just, it's just too gross. Like, you, you start looking at it long enough and you just start, like, hating everyone that controls every government organization ever. Like, with a deep, like, spiritual level of hatred. And I just couldn't take it. And, like, around the time that I stopped looking into it, like, the media started to pick up on it and try to debunk it. So there hasn't really been a whole lot of stuff since then. Uh, there was the Waystar or Waystare ordering website i don't know if you guys the heard wayfair of... wayfair oh we did a we did a episode on yeah, that we talked you about did that yeah when that yeah. happened yeah um there was that but nothing specifically related to pizzagate but i think there was a recent like discovery for pizzagate like something really recent i don't know where it's gonna go but it looks like they might have figured out like the trucks that drove uh kids around and that's fucking weird especially considering the fact that it looks like it's still up and running so yeah I mean, like it's the, all, wow. all these people are still you know at their places i, I assume elefantes is still uh you know work at his restaurant uh, and the other random businesses he owns I'm, I'm sure podesta still works for clinton or whatever and like what's where are these people now that's a good question um actually for the next time that we do this I'm going to go do some digging at Pizzagate. Where are they now? That's a good idea, John. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I don't know where a lot of these people are now. I know that Podesta did some coy tweets about Pizzagate later on, like kind of making fun of it. But it's still like in really gross taste because you're accused of being a dis- disgusting pedophile. And there's kind of a lot of anecdotal evidence that you look like a disgusting pedophile. So... <laughs> 
For all we know, the little St. James Temple is still in operation. Like, are there, you know. What's that, Josh? For, for all we know, the little St. James Temple is still in operation. Like, you know, you know what would happen with that? Well, don't worry about it. Basically, is what yeah. happened to that. Okay, okay. <laughs> the guy yeah, killed exactly. himself. Now it's empty. Don't yeah, worry. yeah. He, that, that's he what happens. Suicide. to Somebody's ass. You're acting like yeah. a real conspiracy theorist. Ooh. What were you gonna say, Aaron? What were you saying, Aaron? One. Oh, shit. What was I gonna say? I don't remember. Just keep going. <laughs> so no, uh, I just so think Duke, I think what, we, what's that? What What do you want us to take out of this episode? So you You've thrown in front of us a bunch of. Uh, pieces of evidence that are implicating a handful of individuals into being particularly creepy or perverse or gross. But from there, like, you know, what, what's actually being suggested? Sure. Okay. So that's the question, right? Is like, you're showing me a lot of weird stuff. Like what is there to be done about it from here going forward? Well, Okay, your guys got reactions like, Bob, what did you think of everything we showed you? Like, gun to your head, is there something fucky going on in D.C. related to, like, pedophilia? Oh, like, pedophile, if, sex if I If I knew people that were posting that shit on, on social media, I would, like, I would have to confront them in real life and ask them, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you a goddamn creep? And perfect reaction, because that is everyone's gut reaction is going... What is going on here? And what's horrifying is that the media didn't have that reaction at mm-hmm. all. Like, completely the opposite. And that's well, the, really... The, what's it? The media reaction was basically like, yeah, there, there's nothing suspicious about this whatsoever. It's all yeah. conspiracy theories. Like, they didn't address any anything that was presented here. They didn't bring up the artwork. They didn't bring up the Instagram post. They didn't bring up... The, the pedophile iconography that they have in all the logos like there, yep. there was they didn't address any of it they're just like this is conspiracy theories they're this is all against Hillary Clinton and John Podesta this is a hit job uh, from the the RNC supposedly and like all these like dumb things like they just brush it all off I, I think you guys are being a little short-sighted that the media was <laughs> clearly <laughs> trying to uh, prevent these these irresponsible four chainers from uh, blowing the FBI and the ongoing FBI investigation into, chi- into child trafficking, they they almost had that piece of evidence, almost had that sting operation, you know, perfectly organized, perfectly set up. But uh, you know, it, it was jeopardized at the last minute because of these uh, wacky vigilante conspiracy theorists. Yeah, that's probably yeah. I- Exactly. I do remember what I was going to say. One weird thing about this whole thing is uh, there was a map drawn by James Elephantis yeah. in like marker. And this thing that happened today, the reason there's like a lead is a guy was like, hey, I saw a truck with the pedophile symbol and figured out that it's from this location, 450 something. It's in New Jersey. Yep. And the spot in New Jersey where that warehouse is perfectly matches the topography of the map that Elephantis drew. Yeah. Like the river is exact. The buildings are in the right spot. Like it's fucking creepy. I think he called it the farm or something like that. I need to go back yep. and look at it. And then there's another photo with him holding like a baby girl and, he, and it's like, Oh, she loved her time at the farm. So, and that's like just today people found that. And that's, 
insane to me that there's any lead whatsoever on Pizzagate after five years. Like, I have not thought about this in a long time or even looked at it. And the fact that you guys wanted to do an episode on it and then coincidentally, one of the biggest leads that <laughs> that's happened in years is wild. So, yeah, uh, next time we should really get into how the media responded, because like Bob said, like, if you saw Josh posting one of those posts on social media, he'd be like, OK, what the fuck is any of this mean? And the media didn't do that. And it's really kind of disturbing how they reacted to it. And yeah, we'll get into that. There's a little bit of fallout there. Um, I think Anthony Weiner also was a player in it at one point. People thought that his laptop would have information about Pizzagate. But all of this gets hand-waved away. And then we'll see. And you never hear about it again. And the F- once the FBI takes over, you just never hear about it ever. It just goes They've They've probably actually away. caught everyone already and you know arrested them and brought them to justice, saved all the kids, put them in in good foster homes, and they just haven't been able to declassify the documents yet. I love how optimistic you are. <laughs> I'm actually really excited to look into where are they now, because I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, isn't it great, though, that we have something like the FBI, and they can never seem to catch these dang pedophiles or even look into the case, but, like, they can hunt down the remote island that the fucking servers for the Pirate Bay are running off of. Like, they can find that in, like, two seconds. Like, ev- no problem. They'll go get those guys and re- seize all their assets. They can instantly. also they also have the time and money and investment to go investigate parents who have a problem with the, their local school boards. Yes. Which, which is, yes, that's again, what I was bring up. today's today. big, big news and everything like that. Look, guys, I just want to know why... I just want to know why Podesta has four paintings of dead little girls in ponds. Like, w- Why? <laughs> Would you like like to give a statement? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, wait, wait. What do these paintings have to do with uh, domestic terrorism, the greatest threat to America right now? Yeah, Yeah, that. And that's the other thing I was going to say is like all it was like for two to three years, the awareness of pedophile, you know, satanic pedophiles running the world, literally, it got to like peak awareness. We're like, uh. I guess we're going to have to come out with a fake virus and uh, expedite this whole new world order thing and really start killing, you know, to really start crashing the economy and get people to starve to death. And, you know, they're in the middle of that plan now. And all of a sudden, everyone forgot about it. Really start abusing those children. It's really funny on the other side of, of the plane of this earth because it's not a globe. Sorry, old habit side heart. <laughs> but the, on the other side of the world in Korea... <laughs> Right when the election was going on for us, unrelated to us, they discovered a sex cult that had infected their government. Do you guys remember that? Do you remember how that? No, I never heard about that. I think I I completely missed that story. You don't know about that? No. Oh my gosh, hang on. South Korea or North Korea? South Korea. Korea's sex cult. It got hand-waved really quick. Uh, Okay. Ooh, I mean, that's... are you even a legitimate democratic government if you aren't a member of a sex cult? Yeah, <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> apparently that is actually a requirement. It's just, you know, try not to be in the child majority one. Like, that's uh, in bad taste. This isn't the article I was looking for, but it is an interesting headline. But yeah, to if you were actually any bit objective and not just like a 
a disinformation machine, if you were the media or like you were any kind of law enforcement agency and you saw the shit that just the shit that we showed you, which is a third of it, a third of the story, maybe there's a reason to go look into this. Yeah. So you know I mean? we didn't even we didn't even get into any of the, the even story tonight. We just brought up kind of the background, some of the uh, pieces of evidence, the, the connections that suggested something might be going on. No. So we, we just yeah, the very surface level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And but like, compare that to the level of sensationalized bullshit the media runs with every day. It is by no means below their journalistic standards to uh, report on something with this level of legitimacy. Yeah. So Josh, gun to your head. Is there something fucky with this? Like, is there pedophilia going on here? It, it would seem so. For for a bit, I was thinking that, oh, you know, the the key, the weird code words and emails, it, it might just be a money laundering thing, and they just, like, happen to have a food theme to it or a kid theme to it. But then, like, once you get into, you know, a bit more of the material evidence with uh, with some of these individuals um, involved and that they actually are connected uh, it, it would seem that there is uh, likely some you know, coordinated pedophilia going on uh, between these individuals. The um, yeah, I really that is the gun to your head. It's a perfect gun to your head. It's like okay, gun to your head. Uh, is there pedophilia going on here, or is this just a, a interesting choice of artistic? Uh, well, a weird, a, a, a coincidental motif, as it were. I think the the real the real question should be gun to Alafonte's head. Is he a pedophile or not? And would you be willing to kill him and live with the consequences if he oh, wasn't? Oh, dude, I already pulled the trigger before <laughs> yeah. you were even halfway through that sentence. Well, I already know Bob's answer to that. So, Josh, yep. gun to your head. Is he a pedophile? Do you kill him? If he is, I do. Like, I don't. No, that's yeah, no, no. Of the information that you have currently right now, would you kill him or not? Uh, no, because I want him to uh, rat out everyone else. If you got to death note him and all the people involved in his emails, no consequences. Just you get to death note them. Do you think it's safe to death note him and be may have made the morally correct choice? Uh, okay, that's that's a good question. It it it, it pains me to say. Yes, I, I think it. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, <laughs> it's a, a, a relatively safe bet. Okay, we got the guy that doesn't believe in any conspiracies to death note these people, fucking dead, off of a hunch, off of a hunch. That's how clear the hunch is. Josh still thinks we landed on the moon so that boomers could play golf and go kart, and he would fucking death note these people. That's how fucked up this shit is. And you really need to look at the stuff in the show notes for this episode. Or not, because it's pretty fucking rough. But <laughs> Yeah, if you don't look at it, I don't blame you. Um, real quick. Um, South Korea. Yeah, the South Korea cult. So what happened was, this story came and went real quick. So thousands of South Koreans took to the streets of the capital uh, for the increasingly unpopular President Park Gwynhui, I guess, to step down over allegations that she let an old friend, the daughter of a religious cult leader, interfere in important state affairs. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people think that the president lost their authority because they found out there, there was a cult leader basically messing up state affairs. And they eventually found out that she was just a member of the cult. 
So, oh, yeah. Whew. The president. The president. The case in that. Nothing to it's see. Like nothing to worry CEO about. The then. cult. Don't worry about yeah. it. I mean, I, I will say there there is a very high density of cults in like South Korea and Japan. So you know, like, so it's a book club. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready for a palate cleanser. Let's let's hit scientists discover now. Well, we what? don't want to go to the cheer, cheerful, exciting story for the something on a, on a lighter note. <laughs> yeah, we gotta do something with some real levity to it, like the Holocaust. Yeah, sci- <laughs> science, like you know, what? I, I think we have a. a, a All right, let's do a palate cleanser with tales from the Holocaust. <laughs> Holocaust. Holocaust survivor keeps telling his horrifying story. Uh, so this was uh, uh, Greensboro.com, you know, some newspaper out of North Carolina or something. Um, Hank Brott uh, spoke Sunday to a crowd at Temple Emanuel. Uh, he occasionally choked up and paused, such as when recalling how he cut down a friend who'd tried to hang himself with his belt in the barracks of a Nazi concentration camp. Where'd you get the knife? The guard asked afterwards. They ordered the prisoners not to rescue one another from suicide attempts. The deaths would save them bullets, they said. So that's, that's the intro. But that's, that's not really the, the core of the story. Really the, the, the important part, the, what we, the unique uh, eyewitness account we have here, or, or like personal account we have here, is uh, uh, brought. Um, he remembers working in a rock quarry at the uh, Matthausen concentration camp in Austria. The guards forced him to heave a boulder upon his shoulder, carry it up 154 steps, and drop it back down the quarry. Over and over. A lot of people couldn't make it, he said. That, that, that is, uh, what? So what was the point? So wait, so he has two separate stories. He has one where they have a rule in place where they won't let you save suicide attempts because they don't want to waste the bullets, even though they're literally pumping gasoline into hearts and I mean, using. Aaron, this, you're the one who always says that the Holocaust is uh, a, a casualty of supply lines um, or a consequence of supply lines in the middle of a war, a losing war. So, like, of course they wouldn't want to waste bullets. This makes this policy makes perfect sense. That's the funniest part is that they're like, they act like the Germans didn't have another. They're like, well, we kept you alive so that we wouldn't waste bullets. Yet they're like gassing them, which is definitely harder to make than a bullet. They make like a bunch of gas, enough gas to kill like a room full of people constantly day and night is more. You clearly have not just had a bunch of, what is it, Cyclone beer, whatever the hell the gas is, just sitting around uh, in, a, in a spare storeroom. Yeah. No use for it, possibly. I love how the Auschwitz guy reprimanded him for having the knife, but they didn't kill that guy. They, they didn't kill the guy that had a fucking dangerous weapon, uh, <laughs> which was against rules because, I, I don't know, they didn't want to waste the knife sharpness. Was, it, was that a waste of of, uh, of sharp blade to kill him with just the knife that they confiscated from him? Well, it, it does it does help the story that it, it, they were just low on supplies, losing a war on two fronts, and they couldn't really keep these people, you know, they couldn't just release them. They didn't have the supplies to, to you know, and all that. It yeah, get into the horse trample pit. 
Dude, <laughs> in the science of annihilation, remember, blood is a combustible now. Ever since World <laughs> War II, blood combusts, and and they can they don't have to waste anything. They can actually heat the place with Jew bodies. <laughs> Jesus. Not only that, if the if the body is too dense in order to burn, what you do is you have them carry boulders upstairs like Sisyphus, yeah, and it's it's a more efficient use of their energy. I'm I'm sure. And, and then I like how he has it like he makes sure that everything is evil and pointless, like. You can't save a man from suicide. Like, this is how much I don't care about your human life. Also, here's a pointless task of carrying a rock up the up a staircase, and then you have to throw the rock back down to the bottom and carry it up again. It's fucking stupid. Whatever happened to the age-old, just have them dig their own grave, and then it's all, everything solves itself. You have the next crowd fill it in, and then they dig the next hole, right? Like, this seems yeah, like, like a they very can't easy thing them. to solve. <laughs> or yeah, exactly. Like, do they need no, a bullet? No, we must let them have babies first, and then gas them because we don't want to waste bullets. Like, none of the fucking story adds up at all. German engineering was only talking about cars, not about death. You know, Sim Cities. True, it was a new science. The science of annihilation was only during World War Two. Oh Sim City, <laughs> Sim City Auschwitz. <laughs> <laughs> Holocaust tycoon. <laughs> well, All I can think of now for the for the Sims like SimCity Holocaust would actually be a hilarious game. <laughs> what a mod! <laughs> You're working I, mean, on I, I don't know if you can necessarily uh, out, outdo reality uh, or you know be be more creative than some of these uh, some of these Nazi soldiers. You know what? But uh, yeah, if James Oliphantus had posted one Holocaust story in the midst of his sea of weird child photos, I think it was all a bit. <laughs> you give him the benefit of the doubt. Little... Take the gun away from my head, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, and, of course, um, when when Broad speaks, uh, Broad speaks at least once a month to students, civic, civic groups, and others, he doesn't sleep well on those nights. I will go home and analyze it, he said. What I missed. What I should have said. And, uh, but he'll keep remembering as long as he's, a- he's able. How old is this guy? I don't know. In his 80s. Oh, this, so this guy immediately made it about him again. Where he's like, oh, poor me. I can't even sleep right. You better feel sorry for me today still. That'll hey, be $10. Hey, this, uh, this might be, <laughs> this might be <laughs> the last opportunity to listen to a Holocaust survivor. He he survived uh, f- five camps, I think. I thought you were about to say five Holocausts. <laughs> well, basically. <laughs> well, there were a bunch of them. They didn't take until the last one where they had the mustache man to really headline headline their story. Yeah, so it survived five concentration camps as a teen during the Holocaust. So if, you Likely. know, I'm sure, I'm sure the... Uh, Sisyphean boulder st- quarry is just one of many unique stories he has to tell about his experiences, about the horrors he he experienced and witnessed there. Uh, I, how, I hope, you know, you yes. know what though? How old is this guy? So like, he died in twenty 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 ten. He died in twenty twenty at the age of ninety four. No. Okay. Oh, ninety four. So he's supposed to be eighty four in this picture. I guess it's possible. Adrenochrome. 
God, thank God we don't have to deal with real Holocaust stories anymore. Like, World War II generation's pretty much gone. Like, what do you mean? Oh, real? never get these. Don't worry. This is why we've established Holocaust museums all across the Western world. So you never forget. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, have you guys been to Boston before? Yes, I hate no. that city. Okay, well, we got lost there, Duke. When I was trying to take you to yeah, shitty airport, yeah, it was horrible. Okay, do you know about the Holocaust <laughs> Memorial? In it's it's in Boston. It's one of the most tasteless things I've ever seen. Okay, so what it is? Is there a shoe room? No. What it is <laughs> is um, there's a stone paveway with like glass towers with like little entrances where you just walk in and out of and i think there's like four or five of them and i was walking there with some friends and we're like what how is this like a holocaust memorial like i don't get it and then all of a sudden as we're walking through one of these glass towers there's just steam coming out of it and we're like what oh no it's like (laughs) in remembrance of the gas chamber and so we're walking through gas chambers. I was like, this is Jesus tasteless. Christ. Like, who who is this for? Like, I don't understand. It's like, oh, let's go simulate it, even though there weren't glass towers at all. I don't understand, like, what the point of it was. It just was so aimless. And I don't know how, like, a committee of people in Boston was like, oh, we need to remember the Holocaust. How will we do it? Uh, How about we take a bunch of glass and we stack it really high Let's artistically recreate a gas chamber for everyone. That's what yeah. we're going to do. Well, I know why. I know exactly who it's for. It's for everybody. It's for uh, it's for Jewish people to feel like the ultimate oppressed victims and to feel like everyone's out to get them and literally make you like schizo. And then it's for white people to be like, oh, we're we're so evil. Can't believe we let this happen, humanity, and just put you in this immense guilt trip state it's how they do everything yeah it's not any different than all the racist racism divide bullshit that they do now yeah they had a mural there that where it was like first i came for the they came for the jews and i didn't say anything and it does the whole spiel and whatnot so yeah probably just a guilt tower but i thought it was uh very tasteless yeah, it's always a it's always a victim versus oppressor narrative, and both the victim and the oppressor have nothing to do with the governing bodies that run them. It's always the the plebs that are oppressing the other plebs. Isn't that weird? Yeah, peons Consent are just always governed. oppressing peons. Yeah, yeah, of course. <sighs> never, never goes back to like a banker. You know, they're never the oppressor. I, I don't understand how how they fit into this equation. Yeah, no one seems to. You know, speaking of equations, I'm getting really sick of all these novels. Can I get some hard fact science up in here? <laughs> Bob? Oh, I guess, finally. You guys really want that palate cleanser? Finally. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, do love, we love science here. Okay. Thank God. You need to know what science discovered. You need to know today. Whether it's face or bones uncovered, it's definitely fake and gay. Eight. Oh, God. A custom brain implant lifted a woman's severe depression. The experimental device brought relief from her mood disorder 
for at least two months. So what's happening now is they are putting chips in people's brains, extending wires into their amygdala, which is very funny uh, for me, at least, because uh, I often joke about how people's amygdalas are swollen <laughs> and how that's a bad thing. They, they send wires into the amygdala and shock it every time her brain signal sends a, a, a signal that is associated with a depressive act or a depression itself. <laughs> yeah. What? Which stimulates her and makes her happier. <laughs> yeah. So she's being electrically lobotomized on a daily basis. One of those electroshock like therapies that whoa 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 this is late breaking mental health news it's gonna help everyone it's gonna it's gonna make you feel great even when you do bad things wait no sorry it's gonna help you not feel terrible (laughs) hey bob can i ask a question what can you describe what this woman looks like Oh jeez! <laughs> well, she looks like she's healthy at any size. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She looks What's about three hundred pounds. Oh, she looks about three hundred pounds. She's, extra, extra, extra healthy in well, her current size. She also looks like she's never been outdoors, or really stood up for that matter. <clears throat> every, every picture that they have of her is basically like she is very round. Like she is very spheroid and even like the close up on her face when she's like sitting down, like her, her head and, and face and neck all kind of blend together. There is no like neck. You know what she looks like? <laughs> she looks like if Jack Black was like a lesbian gardener. Yes. <laughs> Add like 50 pounds to that, though, too. Wait, hold on. I have to I have to read this one quote because the irony seems to have been totally lost upon her. During the mapping phase of the experiment, Sarah felt joy when the right spot was stimulated. I laughed out loud, she said in the briefing. This was the first time I had spontaneously laughed and smiled where it wasn't faked or forced in five years. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you dumb bitch. You, like, that's you, hilarious. Do you really not see what you're saying? You don't, you're not actually laughing. You've been literally brainwashed into laughing at nothing. Oh, I wasn't forced. Yeah. What do you, the electric- Duke, Duke, this, this computer in my brain, this chip in my brain is as much a part of me as is my, my finger or my heart or, you know, a rib. And it's, you know, it doesn't make me any more or any less human. And you just—I don't—I don't know what you're trying to say here. That like there's some you know artificial influence on her that's causing her to laugh. No, no, this this is her true self now. Uh, when asked if Sarah knew what the word forced meant, she was uh, face deep in a in a sleeve of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> and we don't think she heard the question. <laughs> So an, another article that uh, I don't have up right now, but it was a CNN article, and they, they had implied that her depression was basically incurable. Um, that she's had this depression for many years. They tried years. everything. They tried. Um, Except for I'm, working out or diet or any, obviously, anything. <laughs> obviously, none of that. <laughs> a constructive lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, this this poor woman, she's... Her life choices have led her down a path of depression to the point where she had to 
put a chip into her brain to make her feel excited or happy again. And she said when they wrote this, when they first got like the, uh, the test results back, uh, it was only two months with it uh, in her head. She's lived up to a year now with it. And she says things keep getting easier and easier and life keeps getting easier. And it's uh, basically growing. The sensation that it provides her is becoming more like uh, the, the effect has become greater upon her basically. So, so what I'm, what I'm hearing is that, you know, when we go, go to food or drugs for satisfaction, after a while, you know, they just don't get you high anymore or, you know, to the same extent, you don't feel that same, same excitement, same high, same satisfaction. You just feel a void. It sounds like modern technology via this, this good old transducer up in your brain has solved that problem. Honestly, this is kind of scary. I'm excited. In a way, because it feels like you think? this is just a test of what they can do. You know what I mean? Like they're trying, they're literally trying to rewire this woman's brain instead of fix the obvious problems. Uh, weight loss, diet, activity, who's your close circle of people. They're ignoring all of that and going straight to, uh, let's, let's put a piece of metal in your head and let's shock you until you're happy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like if you were to take somebody to uh, Venice Beach, like 2040, let's say, and they're just like, wow, society's kind of fucked up. The doctor there would be like, oh, you want a pill? Like, that would be their gut response. Is they're not trying to fix what's actually wrong. They're just trying to cover it up. To me, this is like the ultimate big pharma-like solution. Don't fix any of the actual issues. Just zap the pain away oh yeah life gets easier being 300 pounds not having an active lifestyle or any good habits like that's this is really scary to me this woman is is, as it were go ahead a guinea pig emphasis on the pig (laughs) (laughs) i mean this woman is so terrified of manual labor and exercise that she's fucking like altering her brain chemistry with like physical things, like just lobotomize yourself, woman. Like what the that's, fuck? That's the future, though. I like. I think that's what's coming. Don't fix the problem; just zap it away. What were you gonna say, Aaron? I, it just this is like the ultimate highlight to me of like the chasm that uh, like formed over the last like even just two years between the literal enslaved and like the people waking up to the bullshit. Like the good thing about the government trying to impose the apocalypse on the world is that a lot of people are very awake now as to what's going on. But the opposite is true too. There's people that are so dead set on being an actual zombie that they will like put the chip in me that makes me happy. Like fucking Put me in the goop from the Matrix and hook me up to the machine, and that's what I want. Uh, it's crazy. Real quick, the time on this article actually caught my eye. So they started doing this in June of 2020. So they literally started fucking around with this, like right when the lockdown happened, and when they started like really twisting like the gears and <laughs> tightening everything up on society. They're testing how to just zap away people's like dissatisfaction with the world at a time in which was probably the most stressful for people. Well, you can't, 
you can't do an elective heart surgery this time, but if you want to open up some fat bitch's head and fucking stick a microchip in there and zap her into being a lobotomy exactly, go ahead. It's well, fine. one thing is the, the microchip didn't actually do anything, and her, her release from this depression is actually because uh, herself and all of her closest friends are now vaccinated. And now she has a, you know, she can, she can feel calm about her, her safety in the, the situation of the world. Oh, yeah, that's true. Jesus. <laughs> 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 uh, I think that's a wrap. I think that's the episode. That's Pizzagate part one. I hate this lady. I hate this lady. I fucking... (laughs) My blood is boiling just thinking about her. This bitch is 36 years old and she has uncurable depression. She weighs like 350 pounds and... I, I hate people. I, I would I would say I can't believe she's not patient enough to wait for just the, the chip that'll put us in a full-on simulation, but, like, I don't think she has that long. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, she, um, she's probably going to die in her 40s from heart failure or heart disease, but... Even that's optimistic. What do you think, um, real quick, if they're testing this now with, like, local chips, do you think they're testing anything, like, from a wireless perspective to affect mood? Like, do you think um, that's possible? Uh, to to send it specifically to that portion of the brain, I don't I don't really think so. Okay, so it has to be that focused. Well, yeah. No, if you, uh, if Kevin, you start... there was um. Go ahead, uh, Duke. There was this story I, I'd read like six months ago or something that was um, it was a uh, birth control like hormone um, slow release, but it was uh remote controlled um effectively so like you you have you know the slow release the hormone there and it, and it's steadily steadily released based on a controller um or like ever you know few days whatever but um hormones drastically affect your mood that's uh that's your mood control right there okay that uh, that was the only question i had was like if they're trying to test this locally like i mean internet used to only be like uh land connection and i just wondered if they would eventually try to like fuck with people's moods uh from a distance that's all hopefully they don't they don't stuff they don't crack that technology within our lifetimes but we'll we'll have to physically resist (laughs) it's literally exciting stuff Uh, that this has been episode 69 of okay hear me out thank you for listening and thank you duke of slice for coming on and starting the maybe the the trilogy of pizzagate yeah yeah <laughs> have a good night yeah this is crazy stuff thanks for listening good night guys don't tell me you don't like my show whatever fuck this shit i have a playstation raincoat you've got mail what the fuck